Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Noise Brigade. I am Bobby. He is Tom. And today we're going to talk about one hit wonders. We are? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, all right. Let me change my notes real quick. Yeah. I mean, I know we had <laughs> talked about, uh, you know, we were going to have a, a discussion about uh, clown penises, but we've. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And that's okay. we're, we're putting that one on the back burner for now. Yeah. That's only. Okay. That's right. Calendar next episode. Got it. Yeah. Um, no, no, actually, I felt a bit unprepared because uh, we'll have to share this one here. Um, because we're on top of things, we had discussed earlier in the week of when we were going to do this week's episode. And you're like, oh, Wednesday and Thursday weren't good for me. And that's basically where the conversation stopped. Um, because I was like, yeah, let's go with whatever's good for you. Cause I'm, I'm open <laughs> and, uh, I'm sitting there just playing Skyrim. Like I've been doing pretty much every night this week. And, uh, I get an email, uh, please join the zoom recording. It's like, what is going on? And I look and it's, oh yeah, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday. So, you know uh, what that means? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, you, you uh, again, once again, approached another great idea, uh, One Hit Wonders, and this is perfect because I, you know, I, I actually used to work in a music store. Um, I, you know, born and raised with good music, and I uh, just I love music all the way around. Uh, not not too much I don't like, um, but One Hit Wonders in the sense of we'll generally talk about these artists or these bands that were known for a song or maybe a album, but that's it. And, and we're talking like generally speaking, that that's all they're known for. It's all they'll ever be known for. And they may still be artists now, or they may have ceased, you know, years ago, but that's kind of what we're on, right? Yeah. And this isn't any kind of indictment on the, on the bands that we're going to talk about, because honestly, three of my favorite bands of all times are on this list. So I, you know, I can't, I'm definitely not trashing any of these people. They've had more success in their lives musically than me and Tom have, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Aside and from it, that one single you released in Germany. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot all about you, that are you still getting residuals for that? Yeah, it's like 12 cents a year. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that's the one thing that, you know, it's, it's funny. The, uh, there actually is a popular artist with my name, um, you know, that produces music. What is, I don't forget. What is he? Where's he from? But there is a there is a Tom Walker out there. No, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the uh, one hit wonder thing, open ended definition to me, and I wrote this down in our notes, and and it's it's we've kind of already gone through this, um, but generally what we're talking about here is even though there may have been a radio hit, the general population just isn't familiar with the rest of the band's work, although they may have you know picked up that out al- particular album. But like you and me, certain times these one hits turn into, oh, I love this album. I love this band. I'm going to follow them down for years on end. So we may mention someone here, band or artist, that they may have been one hit wonders to us, at least how we're viewing them. And we may even contradict each other talking about this because there may be someone I say that you, that's all you know is one song or something you say that all I know is one song and you follow them or I follow them, you know. Because one of us may end up, like you said, may be a longtime fan of one of these others while we have like, oh, yeah, I know that one song or that one album and be done with it. But generally speaking, we're going to talk about the the one hit wonders that, you know, 
people would know in general, but we'll go a little deeper, right? Right. Okay. All right. So now we've kind of laid it out. Let's uh, let's jump in, man. And and you, <laughs> the the one you've listed first is absolutely when I think of one hit wonder. This is the one that pops to mind. Yeah, and I can recall distinctly. I think you, me, I don't know, whoever else, Big Matt was there. We were at maybe Hollywood Diner and there's a karaoke going on. And uh, he comes up to me and I was three sheets of the wind drunk and was like, you got to get up there and do Jimmy Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening. I, <sighs> Yeah. So who, I mean... Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Who you wants cannot, to know about me? Yeah. Anyone that's in their, you know, 30s, 40s, later 30s, we'll say, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, 40s-ish in that in our generation, uh, you have to know Jimmy Ray. You have um, to. You can't get away from the fact that it was a probably the most terrible and catchy song and one of those of all time, but that's the definition of a one-hit wonder because it got radio play. I, God knows how many records the guy sold, um, but that's it right there. So, but no, that was that was the first one that came to mind. But of course, you know, there's another one we have to mention too, probably the most famous one-hit wonder, Rick Astley. Hey, now before the before we get on to Mr. Astley, uh, did you actually own the Jimmy Ray single? I did because I got so it for a I. dollar. Yeah, I got it for a dollar at Kmart. Nice. <laughs> nice. True story. True story. 99 cents. <laughs> I, dude, I don't remember if I bought mine at Kmart or if I got it from um, the store on campus at Stockton because I came out my freshman year of college. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I know mine was, uh, mine was Kmart. Um, I, I know it was one of those that heck i when i got it, it probably was already out for like two or three months too <laughs> nice and it came in that it was like the cardboard sleeve with like the plastic like spindle thing it kind of it, it was shaped like a cd case but it wasn't yeah it was um yeah and i i don't know that i still have it um i might buried in my menagerie of cds but yeah that that's a a true a true one-hit wonder that I don't know. I think, you know, it's it. I don't know anything else the guy ever did, honestly. Do you? Uh, yeah, I, I'm assuming that that song came with an actual full album, but who cares? It could so, have been good. Let's see. That came out in '98. <clears throat> and 98? it was right around there. Yeah, it came out in '98. Oh, yeah. wow. So it was out longer than. So that was when I was a senior in high school. Yeah, but I guess I didn't get it until I was a wow, okay. So, and it was an, it was on a self titled album, which you know I didn't own. Um, but yeah, it actually, um, believe it or not, it sold over half a million copies in the United States alone. The single did, <laughs> so there you go. Jesus. I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what's worse. The fact that we both owned it or 
that we put him ahead of Rick Astley. Yeah, it, I think it was more of a generational thing is why, you know, Rick Astley doesn't come first because that song is in the 80s, even though it's a lot been a lot more popularized as, as the years went on. Um, you know, we, we don't really have to talk about why, do we? No, no, no. I think no. everybody, I think everybody at this point is is very familiar with Rick Rolling. Um, I mean, even recently, there's that dude that got the QR code tattoo that links to the YouTube page oh, of the boy. video. <clears throat> I, you know what? I hope it gets taken down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do something and it changes because I, I don't know, man. Something about that just pisses me off yeah, <laughs> it's like irrationally pisses me off i'm like you know what man you suck like sometimes when, when you get older and it, it, it's not as like how do, there's no way <laughs> right right oh well that so yeah we we got we got those two out of the way we're, we're gonna try to dive into to ones that maybe we actually really liked <laughs> um, but uh so so let's let's start with one of yours um, that's not Jimmy Ray or Rick Astley. <laughs> so, so who do you got? Do you, I mean, you know, what's one, what's one of yours that comes to mind? So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the broad strokes for the first one. I'm going to say all of the swing bands. So like in the, what was it the, like the late nineties, there was this late nineties, early two thousands, really, I guess there was this revival of swing music. And so we're talking the, the big ones were cherry pop and daddies, big bad voodoo daddy and Brian Setzer orchestra. Um, and I'm trying to think there was a, the squirrel nut zippers. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about them. So squirrel nut zippers um, had famously had their song hell, which was one of my karaoke staples along with, Another song that we're going to come to on this list, um, but man, I still I still dig the the swing music. Like I'm still into it so, so much so that, like I told you before we started recording, I just the other night. And, and what's funny is, I guess because we were thinking about one hit wonders, I've actually I went on iTunes the other night and I started downloading songs, and I noticed that some of the songs I downloaded are ones that are on your one one hit wonder list. Um, so that's you know pretty funny right there but i downloaded um big bad voodoo daddy's 20th century masters out and i was listening to it in the car today and it's it still holds up man it's still good i you know granted nobody's like it's not like it was where there was actually people like bars and clubs and stuff having swing night mm -hmm. where they were they were playing swing music and people were swing dancing um and at least i mean down here but then again I don't think swing music has, I still don't think swing music has gotten to Florida yet. Like people just now discovered Jenko's and corn. So, you know, Limp Biscuits right around the corner. <laughs> then maybe we'll get swing music. Um, yeah, it's true. Everything does kind of cycle back through. So, um, you know, you and I were talking about this before and we'll, we'll get into more detail. Um, it was really popular in the Northeast and, and really because of another genre we'll dive into um but the uh, anything really anything that was a derivative of uh really jazz um with any kind of horns whether that was um 
you know, getting into more of a ska thing. And then you had the swing music, which was huge. Um, yeah, it, you know, we we kind of really hit upon right as our you know growing up in you know teenage and our early twenties. Uh, this stuff was huge. Um, so maybe we, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we're right back around the corner from it again. I hope so, man. Especially since we're in. This was supposed to be the the swing in twenties. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so let's bring swing music back. I think we should. This is what we should do. This is why we're on this earth, Tom. We are here to usher in the next swing in twenties. There you go. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We're, we're we're still early on in the decade, so. Yeah, we got time. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. So now this this will be a good theme though, because um, we'll do a, a lot of these things that really were honestly a lot of it revolves around the 1990s right yeah i mean that um not everything but a lot of this does and particularly uh, a few of these genres that we really hit on because this is stuff that we liked um you know uh, and and i think you brought up a good point you know it, it still holds up um and we'll talk about that maybe some of these things that we talk about maybe they don't hold up um you know I, I think it's a fair assessment. You know, hey, we really liked this 20 years ago, but what do you think now? So, yeah. So what's, uh, Ed, why don't you shoot one of me? Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a different genre, um, but we'll go alternative. And I think this one shows up quite a bit um, just in like popular, you know, alternative lists is uh, Space Hog. And particularly in the meantime, yes. I could not tell you anything else about that album. I have no idea. I never owned it. Uh, but that song has always perpetually been in, you know, playlist for me. Because I love that song. I remember hearing it on Y100. Um, for those of you who don't know, it was an amazing radio station based out of Philadelphia. Um, yeah, not to be confused with the crappy rap station out of Miami. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, it's such a good song and... I couldn't tell you any any other song by them. I really can't. I have no idea. Um, but they have a th- their album cover was pretty iconic. It's got a passport on it, and um, the album that that was on is called Resident Alien. So the passport has like a little picture of the alien. That stuff is memorable to me, um, which is funny because I never owned it. I, I want to say it was like, was it popularized because it was on a T-shirt or something? Am I? I feel like that right. I I feel like you're correct in that. I I don't. I like vaguely, vaguely remember it, um, but uh, you know, I I don't I re- I know the song I know the song very well, um, but the album cover I'm I'm not super familiar with. Yeah, so in in I guess here's the other thing too with reason why I listed them first because it's a song I really love, but this is why the whole one hit wonder thing works for them because I never went out I like the song, but. I don't like the band enough to go seek out anything else that they have. So, it, but it, it could be good. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really, it's really strange to sit there and look at and think about certain bands that, man, this is so good. And I, I know I should probably pick up the album and listen to it, but I just have, you know, I, I didn't want to in the nineties and I don't want to now. You mean like Jimmy Ray? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's funny the uh space hog no because that fits into that true 90s alternative that i love and it just was one of those things that i never 
I have for whatever reason. And I, I don't now, you know, cause I tend to listen to, you know, outside of a few albums, which we've discussed before on previous episodes. Um, I, I listen to a lot of playlists. So, you know, it's very, very few that I will even entertain at this point, but yeah, no. So, so what's next for you, man? What do you got? So I'm going to stay in that same vein. I'm going to go with the, you know, the Y100 90s alternative. And we're going to go uh, with the refreshments who sang a song called Banditos. Mm. Now, I know that the refreshments have had other songs. I know for a fact. Could I tell you any of them? Hell no. But I remember that song and I remember loving that song. Um, and it was just it was just so. I don't want to say snarky, but the but what made I think what made me like it the most, you know, the song is a good song, but the fact that they go, and I'm not going to sing it because I'm not going to embarrass myself. But the one part of the song is everybody knows that the world is full of stupid people. And when I heard that on the radio, I thought, you know what, these guys get me. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's good. Now so, you know what the refreshments are. There are they are known for one other thing, aren't they? They did the the Friends theme song, right? Uh, well, did they? No, I know. No, no, no. What the hell? They did a theme song. You're right. You're on the right track. They did a theme song for a show that we liked, really liked. Wasn't Clone High? It was a kinder, uh, It was a a, uh, a cartoon. I almost gave it away. <laughs> Uh, oh, King of the Hill! Yes, yes, yes. Yep, yep. That's right. I forgot about that. And I'll be—I'll be completely honest with you. That's the only reason why I know them. I may know that song, uh, "Banditos," but I don't—I didn't like associate that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I might know by ear, but I would never have guessed that. Like, hey, it's the same. Like, that's just you know because I don't know that, but I know that they did the theme, "The King of the Hill." Okay. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The because the only reason why I know is because they it showed up in the credits, you know. Yeah, I would have known that otherwise, but, dude. Yeah, uh, I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. super interesting. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, so that 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 you know, uh, same same vein though, same genre, and and uh, you know, this is it's interesting because I think you had you know, the green days of the world, the Foo Fighters and, and these bands that were just ripping out, you know, one song right after the other that were obviously the the antithesis of the one hit wonder. And then you had these fillers and I threw one on here, uh, Marcy Playground. And again, you know, very iconic song, Sex and Candy, still one of the, my all-time favorites. But again, I, I honestly couldn't tell you anything else uh, and then same thing, kind of like Space Hog, I'd never really sought out, you know, anything else. Because, I, again, I don't think I ever owned an album. Uh, if I did, it was a single. Um, and I didn't listen to the B-side. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just one of those things where I, I even saw them in concert. Really? And I still, yeah, and I still couldn't tell you anything other than that song because it was just head and shoulders above everything else that they played. I don't know what they played. I don't have any idea. They could have covered stuff for all I know. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Like I, they very well may could have, uh, but I just could not tell you anything else. I don't know. How about you? Like what, you? I know you. I know you. Obviously, 
would I think that you enjoy the song. <laughs> um, good song, good song. I'm glad you didn't put the one that I always associate with that on here, though. Um, so from Marshy Playground, Sex and Candy, good song, but the Verve Pipes, friggin' the freshman. Ooh, oh my god, I hate that song so much. Ooh. It's so goddamn depressing. Yeah, there's a reason why I didn't put that. <laughs> I I have a feeling I know. I feel like yeah. I know because didn't we'll talk about that off the air. Okay. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I do dig that song. Um, it's not one of my favorites, but it was something that if it was on the radio, I wasn't going to turn it off. Yeah, I I don't like that song, um, but I never liked that song anyway. Oh, oh, OK. So I was still talking about Sex and Candy. Oh, 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 oh. So, oh yeah, oh, but sorry. that's all. But the yeah, the freshman, I no. Yeah, no, I don't like that one at all. No, no, uh, yeah, no. Marcy Playgrounds, uh, Sex and Candy is like a perfect, to me, prototypical example of one-hit wonder. Um, again, it's never really sought them out uh, yeah. for anything else. But no, The Freshman by The Verve Pipe, ugh. I, it's, it sucks because that song, if you just throw in gen, any any of the streaming services and you're looking at like, oh, this sounds like this, that always comes up. Yeah. Because the 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 time, it's like, oh, I'm going to listen to Alternative. It's like it shouldn't be there at all. No, because no. it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, so, all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one of mine out there, and again, this is again keeping in that same that's just staying in that same area. Um, Black Lab, time ago. Yeah, that's a you know that's I don't know I, I know Black Lab I know that. And I might know because it's, that might be that song, but I, you know, I couldn't again. Saint, you wrote the name note on the same way that I did on some of these. I don't know anything else by them. Yeah, yeah, no. This and this is a song. This is a karaoke song for me too. Um, but I, I don't know anything else by the band. Um, you know, I, I'm assuming they're they're kind of decent, but I've just never sought them out. You know, they're they're good, not good enough for me to hunt them down. You know, and I think that's what the funny thing was about doing uh, this episode, because I I knew you and I would have very similar ways of talking about this. And I don't know if that's a human nature thing or not, but yeah, I've already said that, (laughs) you know, so yeah, there's certain things that are great. It's amazing that, you know, it's like a masterpiece hanging in the art museum. I could care less whatever the artist did any otherwise, you know, it's just the way it is. It's weird, but yeah, I, I I know the name of the band. Um, I'm not familiar with anything else they did. Um, you I mean, I'm sure one. I'm oh. sure you were you you know because so we used to do karaoke at Hollywood all the time and uh, some some alcoholic beverages were imbibed and uh, so I'm sure that you've heard it at some point but didn't realize you were hearing it. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> exactly that's the other thing too because. Uh, we you know listening to music not always did you get the bumper and if you did it might have been three songs later right you know oh we played this this and this and yeah. by that point you've kind of forgotten what order it was in so <laughs> we're like you know 30 minutes no commercials like you know exactly so 10 songs in and you have no idea what the hell they just played exactly uh there is another one that fits in the same vein here except it's probably a bit more popular and you wrote this note on here i figured you want to dive in here but um closing time by who yeah 
by Semisonic. So here's the deal, man. I bought this album at the Bradleys on 45. Um, Bradleys. <laughs> I absolutely loved the album. Yeah, how how old do we seem now? We've hit Kmart, we've hit Bradleys. When did we hit Caldor? <laughs> right? Uh, yo, listen. Right? I remember Caldor. I remember I remember seeing Our Lady Peace's album at Caldor or, and uh, really wanting to buy it during their closing sale. Um, that and Garbage, uh, their their album version 2.0, the one with the orange like grid. Oh, cover. yeah, yeah. Um, and wanting to buy both of them and couldn't figure out which one to get and didn't end up getting anything. Uh, <laughs> so, but I do. And I remember seeing all kinds of video games there during their closing sale that I really wish I would have bought. Anyway, um, yeah, closing time. Everybody knows the song. It's it's any kind of gathering you're at. It's it's kind of like Thanos. It is inevitable that you will hear closing time. Yeah, um, I do like the band. I like the entire album. Singing in my sleep is on that album. Uh, DND uh, is on that album. Both very good. It's called Feeling Strangely Fine. If you want to check it out, um, and they actually a little fun fact for you. Uh, they had a song called FNT on the soundtrack to 10 Things I Hate About You. No so, kidding. Yeah. Hmm. So they weren't, I mean, they weren't exactly a one hit wonder, but honestly, does anybody besides me know any other songs by semi by Semisonic besides Closing Time? Right. And that's that to, to the general population, that's a one hit wonder. I mean, right. that's, um, again, that, quite frankly, that's the only song I know by them. Um, and it's it's the your prototypical last call. We're shutting things down, you know. Bars closing. I, I don't know how many times I've heard that song. You know, at times when events were ending, uh, it's because thinking about the name of the song. I mean, it's perfect for it. Um, let me throw down one here. That's again, we're we're really sticking down into that alternative. Um, this was a little bit later on. So it was a little bit more more peppy. Um, but Flagpole Cinna by Harvey Danger. I love this album. Yeah, and I've got the CD. Um, but the problem is, is that I dove in that album for that song, and that's all I ever stuck. So I, again, 20 years later, could not tell you anything else that they did. Um, now, I may have very well listened to it. I'm sure I did. Um, but, you know, that song was so iconic. And again as time went on it sits in your playlist and that's all i hear so so uh, now i can tell you i can tell you number one where i bought this album i can tell you that i listened to it like probably hundreds and hundreds of times because i absolutely loved it um i bought it at tunes on the dunes in ocean city nice so i remember buying it it's on the boardwalk went in the tunes and like right before they closed too, they were so mad at me, but I went in and I snagged it and uh, it's really, it's a solid, solid album. If I, since you have it, I would recommend just giving it a listen. Um, now that said, I haven't listened to it for years. Maybe it doesn't hold up, but there were, there were quite a few on there that I was, that I was really into for a while. Um, so I, I, I recommend that album. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I may uh, may dive back into it. I uh, again, it's it's one of those things where I absolutely love the song. Um, I know it's one of Danielle's absolute favorites. I I just could not tell you 
anything else, you know, because it's just how it was, you know, again, it's one hit wonder for me. Right. Um, and and I, that, that's the part that's interesting to me. I don't know that, you know, anyone that's <clears throat> not, you know, had these streaming services available to them. So like the current generation, you know, it's easy to pick off and like, God, oh, you know, listen to this song or this song, whatever. Uh, we either had to find the single, which necess- wasn't necessarily the easiest thing um, with CDs or tapes or whatever at the time, uh, especially for a lot of stuff that I know that you and I liked, it, it really wasn't such a thing. Um, honestly, you know, you had more albums or EPs, so you had to pick up the whole thing. So right. you're, you're basically into it for anywhere from 10 to 17 $18 back then for a song. Like you had to be committed. <laughs> right or now I'm, I'm throwing down like that money a month for how many thousands and thousands of songs you know it's yeah it's, it's, it's insane it's just so much easier now and that's i was actually thinking about that too like i couldn't tell you the last time that i bought an album and just listened to it from start to finish i think it was it might have been concrete and gold by the food fighters which i think was the last like physical CD I bought. Yeah. And, you know, even now, like, I, you know, I can't even buy a physical CD and listen to it in my car anymore because I don't have a CD player in my car. Right. I don't either, you know, uh, and that's, that's the thing, you know, that it's, it's slowly, not slowly, but it's going away uh, that, that, that thing. So that, that whole thing that you and I did and there's some of these stuff that we've talked about here it's like we, we bought the entire album and it was for a song and uh, my apologies because my cats are uh, fighting in the background oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were at the bowling alley no 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 but uh anyway so uh we did Harvey Danger so what do you got next so I'm going to uh I'm going to skip down here a little bit and I'm going to I'm going to bang out a couple in a row because as we've been talking i keep adding to the damn list because yeah i saw that (laughs) popping up so i'm gonna bang out a couple here all right so we're gonna take a you know we talked about swing earlier and we've we've talked about ska a little bit so i'm gonna throw my ska my ska bands in man and this one hurts because two of these bands i'm huge 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 fan of like they're they're two of my favorite bands of all time and that's gonna be real big fish who I love them, but aside from sellout, I mean, what we had the cover of Take on Me. Um, yeah, I, I sellouts are you know amazing, but I I don't even know if I count that cover. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the boss, you know, the mighty mighty boss tones. Um, the impression that I get got massive radio play. Uh, the the lead single off of their next album that followed um, the follow that was so sad to say. And that got some radio play, but I don't really remember too much. Um, so, you know, they really, but I, but those weren't even the best songs that they ever did. Like, no, Real Big Fish's out, like library is amazing. The Boss Tones, again, another amazing band. Their library is fantastic. Uh, just had a song come out not too long ago called um, The Final Par- The Final Parade which is like 10 minutes long and it has like every ska band ever in it. Like the Aquabats are in it. Um, it's got um, Tim, uh, Tim Armstrong from Rancid is in it. Um, 
Amy Interrupter from the Interrupters is in it, and like just all these people, all these famous artists are in it. That's great. Um, and then we get to the one that that I guess is the most one hit wondery out of these three ska bands, which is Come On Eileen. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Save Ferris and their cover of Come On Eileen. And another, again, another band where the whole album is is really good, but nobody listened to any of it aside from come on Eileen. Yeah, no. And the, uh, going back to the boss tones, you know, and I remember having, and it's funny if you look at our, um, our artwork, our, our logo right now, uh, it's, it's based off the less fates that album. Um, and that whole album is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and what's crazy about that album too, is that it's, it's to me, it's probably more, it's pop is probably the wrong word um maybe not poppy in the sense of like pop music you know how it is now um, right as it was then um it was just more of a popular thing but that whole album's great but it did get like you said yeah it basically got diluted with the impression that i get um but i mean you know you have so many good songs on that that album and then their whole catalog itself is just great um and i know that's that's one of your all-time favorites yeah. So that's got to be hard for you to put that on. Here. Oh, dude, it sucks. It sucks. This writing this list sucked really bad for me because I put like I'm I'm staring at the list and I'm looking at just right off the bat, you know, three of my favorite bands of all time. Boom, right there. One of the bands I'm looking across the room and I'm seeing a signed poster by the entire band hanging <laughs> on my wall framed. But hmm, sorry, had to put you on the list, even though you're an amazing band. Because by the the definition which we laid out, you fit the definition. And that's why I kind of prefaced everything by saying that um, it was a, this isn't an indictment of any, of any particular band. It's literally we're going by that definition of one hit wonder being you had one one major hit or one major album and then that was it right yeah exactly so <clears throat> like i know that you're you know huge fans of these and obviously this was um your idea to put this together but you know we we kind of went out on you know went out here and said hey you know what we, we did preface this by saying what this was and it's just true you know i i can't disagree they were a one-hit wonder and that's what they were but again you know it's somebody that you ended up you know really liking you followed and you still follow them and it's still one of your favorite bands and they're always going to be one of your favorites you know um that's just that's just the way it goes right Uh, but yeah no um i think i had one more in that alternative space you do and Um, i'm gonna fight you oh you have two more and i'm gonna fight you on both of them um and it sucks because i I'm all again. I'm kind of going <laughs> going with you on the the whole our own definition. Uh, this is like a Boston's thing for me, and kind of. But the Toadies, dude. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, pos- you know, you you have Possum Kingdom, which is just such an iconic song. But I'm one of those that now. Granted, I didn't really follow them too much then. Loved Rubberneck. You know, the album's great. Yeah, the album and, is fantastic. Yeah, and I still listen to it as a playthrough now. Um, whenever I do, it's, it's, it actually have several songs kind of peppered into the playlist. Um, 
but I never really dove into them to really seek out anything else. You know, that's just, I really stuck on that album. But again, knowing this, the terms of what we're talking about here, I don't know anything else that got nearly as much radio time as Possum Kingdom. And even to this day, I don't know, you know, anything else. I may be completely wrong. I'm not familiar with anything else that got any kind of popularization as that did. No, no, you're right. And, and that's the thing. Like, as much as I'm going to stand here and fight for I Come From the Water uh, and the rest of the album, like, it fits the definition, man. And as talented as a band as they are, like, it, it does fit the definition. Even and I wanted... Sucks. And I wanted, you actually already mentioned this band. I wanted to say this one in the same breath, but it's really hard for me to, because, and quite frankly, I don't know that they were ever in any hit wonder. They just was always a flu under the radar, but Our Lady Peace. Um, and I say that in the sense of, because they have so many strong songs that, and I've heard, you know, obviously like, you know, Superman's dead and, you know, clumsy and you have all these like really great. And I love our lady piece. One of my favorite bands now. Uh, it took me a little bit to like really get into them. Uh, I was, I was like a little beyond, you know, and obviously they're, they, they you know, uh, I'm sure you're well aware of it, but they, they did a Chris Benoit's theme song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh dude, which I loved. And I, and I, sadly I can't listen to anymore, but uh, you know, they, they really had such a strong catalog but again, it was difficult for me to include them here because I could not tell you that they had a Possum Kingdom-like song that was that popular, that, that got that much radio time. I don't, and I might be misremembering, but, you know, they were more of the, the solid second stringer. <laughs> you know? No, dude, dude, you're right. You're on top of that. So, but, Okay um let's pass it right back on to you all right i'm gonna do another another just little dump here because i'm i got because i have to or else my brain is going to keep on coming up with bands <laughs> i keep i'm literally as we're talking about our lady piece i'm like oh yeah remember dishwalla like so all right we're gonna hit uh let's see we're gonna hit matthew sweet blue sky on mars that album was great um I remember the I remember the album covers specifically because there was a girl in my grade who had it on a t-shirt. Mm, okay. So I remember seeing it all the time. Um Where You Get Love is one of my favorite songs of all time. And Matthew Sweet, you know, didn't he's he's been in more places than you would imagine, but nobody knows who the hell he is, and he kind of peaked as far as popularity, like mainstream wise with blue sky and Mars mm -hmm. Athenaeum. What I didn't know could not tell you another song. They sing. Don't even know if they came out with a full album in support of that song, but I do know that song. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Cause the name of the band, I don't recognize at all. I don't know why it's um, I had it again. It's one of those ones that I had as a single that I, I know I got that one from Kmart on 45 across from Dippy's. Um, Silver Chair. I can't remember the name of the damn song. Tomorrow. But it was that one. Like, it was it tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just remember that they sang about Fat Boy. Um, I took that personally. Uh, <laughs> so 
that song they had that song and they had Anna's song, which I really liked. Two different albums, but like I don't think that Anna's song got as much playtime as um Tomorrow did. And then Dishwalla, who had Counting Blue Cars, and then they they followed it up, and I'm pretty sure once in a while had more playtime than that. Um, they were on two separate albums, but hey, once in a while was was my jam. Breaking news, and I don't mean to uh, step on Dishwalla here, but uh, what was that, like 10 or 15 minutes ago? That was 46 minutes ago. 40, we just had an earthquake. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel it? I didn't know, but Danielle heard something, looked outside. <laughs> I kept on hearing something out, like, out the front door, and the black cat was looking out there. Yeah, it, we had one several years ago, and like the glass shook on the thing. I didn't really pay attention this time. We were recording, and the earthquake happened. <laughs> well, well, 3.7 magnitude earthquake just occurred in Butler County, Missouri. Yeah, 3.7 Butler County, Missouri, which isn't that far from here. <laughs> well, hey, man, uh, I'm glad you... I heard something and I couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> I'm glad okay. you guys are okay. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Like, okay, so uh, all right, yeah, that's that was uh, that's a good one. We had an earthquake during a podcast. All right. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I uh, sorry, I, I certainly didn't mean to uh, to to crush on Dishwalla there, uh, crush you on Dishwalla there, but you know they were a one hit wonder, so <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you had another one here though um, that is in that same error that I want you to hit because I thought about this too and I just didn't put it down, but my God, I love this song, uh, Blur. Oh, song number two. Yes, sir. I Blur. Yes. So awesome song. Like you want to talk about a song that gets you hyped, dude. That's that song will get you hyped. Oh my goodness. Yes, it um, does. And what's funny is I don't remember seeing a music video for it. I it was it's a uh, I, I I do it, if I recall, it's like a it's it's just like a giant haze, like a real fast, like a, like a real fast version of smells like team spirit. Okay. I I, I think. I do I, remember dude, I, 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember a blur video on MTV around that time, but it was like a milk carton and some cheese walking around, which really threw me off. Cause I thought at first it was, it was some kind of tie in with the comic book milk and cheese, which if you didn't know that was a thing, that was a thing in the nineties. It was a comic book about sentient, carton of milk and a piece of cheese um but it had nothing to do with them uh and i couldn't tell you what song that the video was actually for because i don't remember um but yeah blur blur song number two and i've heard people try and cover it and they always do a terrible job oh yeah it always lets me down um you you know some songs some songs can be covered by other bands and and they're as good um some some covers are even improvements but not. I don't know that anybody could play song number two by Blur and improve on it. No, no, uh, you're you're exactly right on that. I don't know if I've ever heard like the the studio version of it is great. I'm not. I kind of say I've heard it live or by someone else doing it live, and yeah, it does not do it justice. Um, again, it's weird. It's 25 years old. I can tell you, I bought that album. Um, 
it was on sale because the case was cracked at a uh, McGuire. Oh, yeah. And it was, uh, they had those weird things every once in a while where it was like 75 or 90% off <laughs> because, oh, dude. Well, because the case was cracked. Dude, yeah. Listen, McGuire was the place. I remember getting a pair of Adidas sneakers that would, they should have been like a hundred and some dollars. I got them for five bucks because the yeah. top of the box is ripped off. They had some bizarre. That's how the uh, the first like Phoenix Wright game I got for like three bucks because the, the 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 case was like torn a little bit. <laughs> okay, fun fact, not to get too far off topic, but I bought the Orange Spice um, GameCube controller at the BX at McGuire. I swear to God, I did, even though it was never released in the United States. That that doesn't surprise me. That because, does not surprise me. Which I'm assuming, you know, back in the day, you know, n- nobody really knew much about, you know, that kind of stuff. And I remember seeing it like a wall of them and, and grabbing one because I love orange. Um, and I have no idea what whatever happened to it. it. It's funny. We'll have that's another that's another conversation for another episode. I think these random things you come across. But yeah, I. uh I remember getting that there and that's again, such a good song, but and he wrote it there too. They had a few other ones, but that was it. You know, that's again, that's the, the purest definition of a one hit wonder. Yes. Unfortunately too, because I, I think they, they could have been something like really big and I'm sure, you know, they, they made their money. Well, the, uh, one, don't, the one dude from blur mm-hmm. is in uh, the gorillas. Oh, that's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. No, they made enough money. Yeah. They don't need, they don't need our, you know, they don't need our two cents on that. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. And I, I apologize if you, I don't know if you can hear it or not over the microphone, but Lily is snoring very loudly, so. No, no, you didn't hear an earthquake, so we're good. <laughs> you just heard cats going crazy after a set earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I've got one more here that's not alternative necessarily, uh, a little bit harder rock. Uh, but it was in that same error, so you, you could pro- possibly slap a bit of an alternative tag on them. But Monster Magnet. And here's the thing. I love Monster Magnet, and I love a lot of stuff that they do. But again, to me, kind of like the Toadies, uh, really the only thing that got play was Space Lord. And I remember seeing it more on like maybe an MTV or something. I don't remember you know a whole lot else but there's again one of those bands like over the years that i got more into um but space lord is always in one of my lists and again I, I, I'll, I'll catch flack for it i get it i know there are other some of their other stuff is out there and really good and i, I enjoy it but again so much uh, so iconic to me it blows everything else out of the water but what do, what do you say i actually just bought this album no kidding nice <laughs> Yeah, I, this is that's what's so funny, dude. When we were when when I was telling you before that I, I just went through and bought some stuff off of iTunes. Um, I bought this album because I was I was looking at it. And I'm like, you know, Space Lord was a great song. Uh, Power Tripping is a great song. And then I started listening to some of their other stuff, and I'm like, yeah, dude, this album, I, I got to get this. So I ended up buying the entire album. Yeah, they they get some really good stuff. Um... Look to the Orb for Warning, um, which is not on that album. 
Uh, there's a couple of their newer stuff. I want to say it came out within the last year, which is pretty decent. Um, you know, they, they've been getting some good stuff, but that song was just, to me, um, head and shoulders better than everything else. And generally speaking, I don't know, unless you're just like a huge Monster Magnet fan. Um, I don't know. And they're from Jersey. Are they really? I didn't know that. Yep. Yes, they are. are. They, is it North Jersey, though? I, probably North Jersey, so... Yeah, you know, we can't really bad. count them, but okay. But I mean, we can. <laughs> eh, I mean, we can say it. All right, we Fair claim enough. Kevin Smith, and he's that's, that's true. That's he's more point. North Jersey. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so what do you got? What's next? All right. So let's go with let's go with the other the other one of the big three that that really like caused me pain to put on here. But I'm gonna go with Flogging Molly. And Flogging Molly is the band on this list that I've probably seen the most times live. You know, I've seen the Boss time, uh, the Boss Tones, uh, I want to say three or four times. Um, you know, but I've seen Flogging Molly. If I'm not at ten, I'm very close. Mm. Um, and again, I have their, I have a poster signed by the entire band. I was supposed to do a meet and greet, thanks to our buddy Mark, uh, but my train was late getting to Atlantic City, so that fell through. Um, but you know, through all of their great albums, all of their great live albums, everything they've done, only one, I've only, and maybe this is, maybe part of this too could be my listening habits where I don't listen to the radio anymore because all the radio stations near me suck. They're all either country, um, some kind of Hispanic music, rap, or like political talk crap that I don't want to hear. And there's not really any alternative stations near me. So maybe they've been getting play on all their new albums and everything. But the last song I remember, and the only song I really remember hearing on the radio by Flogging Molly was Drunken Lullaby. So off of their second album. Um, so, uh, I mean, it could, it could be that, you know, none of their other stuff has gotten airplay. It could be that all of their stuff has gotten airplay. And it's just that I don't listen to the radio anymore. Um, but they're they to me they've got to be on here even though their entire catalog is like ridiculously good right right now um i was big into them very early on but only because i was such a dropkick murphy's fan right um so flogging molly kind of fell, followed suit with that um but i was I, I always more stayed with the dropkick than i ever like i didn't follow flogging molly as much as i did dropkick if that makes sense yeah. Um, and, and that might be very well because of what you just explained. Like, I, I don't know of anything that really was popularized that I would have stayed on. And I think it was more of a timing thing, too, because that was at the tail end of when I really was into just that genre. You know, uh, I really started, you know, getting way more diverse because of right around the time I left New Jersey, you know, and I'm not saying that I dove in and listened to a bunch of country music for any, by any stretch of the imagination, but I really started listening to a lot of other things. Right. Um, so, you know, I kind of, you know, fell off a little bit and really wasn't paying attention. And I, and, and it kind of gets into what we'll talk about here in a little bit with some deeper bands, um, ones that maybe people aren't necessarily familiar with, because I really started getting into, um, you know, uh, more, more smaller uh, things that would be considered local 
but then really taking like bands that I liked up north and like following through uh, like what happened to these guys after they left this band sort of thing. So yeah, that's most likely what happened with me on that one. But um, okay. So speaking of that, um, I probably should just transition right there, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But um, one cool guy, which is a very small uh, New Jersey based uh, ska band in the late 90s. I think they're active for like two years. Um, but my whole, my Twitter handles at example A, X A M P L E T W. Now, example was a song by one cool guy that this whole entire reason my handle uh, contains it. I saw those guys a couple times in concert. Um, they're, and the reason why I say, uh, it, for me anyway, um, I enjoy most of their work that was the song that people came there for even though like even it's it was funny because you and i both have talked one hit wonders here you know for you know a long time now um but even these smaller bands even their fan base like they knew they were waiting for that that main event if you will and for them it was the song example that's the one everyone wanted to hear um, it was akin to, you know, early or you know, mid eighties beastie boys. Everyone wants to hear fight for your right. You know, that's what that was for them. Um, not that their other stuff wasn't any good. I love it. And I'm sure their fan base did too, but that was it. So that was a deeper cut. And I, I remember going traveling up. We just trashed North Jersey. I remember going uh, to, to, to North Jersey to see these guys. <laughs> um, but uh those guys broke off after a while and they went on to be in some more well-known you know for the the time streetlight manifesto which is still active yes and um bandits of the acoustic revolution um you know some some more well-known bands again are there anything you're flipping on the radio to hear no but you know to me i just wanted to get a little deeper into thinking like hey, you know what my handle has this song in it and it has for years so I have to mention them. You right, know? Right. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, it's just one of those things that really rings true. And, and, and the reason why I mentioned with what we just talked about flogging Molly and getting into, you know, following some of these things. So I'd left New Jersey, came down here for school and I was, you know, on the internet and I'm looking around and I was like, what happened to these guys? Well, I find out, Oh, these guys are in Streetlight manifesto. So then I really start listening to them a lot. And I find out about this bandits of the acoustic revolution thing. And I, I just, I really dive into all this like music, like really heavily and just honestly kind of forgot about some of these other bands that were out there. Um, so that's, 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 you know, just one I had to throw out there is kind of a, a deeper track, if you will. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it's good to get the history on it too. Cause you know, I've known you for how long now and I had no idea where example came from. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, I started using it in some iteration, uh, 1999, you know, um, I'd seen these guys in like 98, maybe into 99. I can't quite call, but yeah, that's it. And, you know, sometimes you just forget, you know, um, I, 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 uh, I had to mention it though. Cause I was like, that hell, it's my damn handle. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, no, that was definitely, definitely one that fit this mold for me personally. So, um, and anyone that was like 
the three or 400 other people they had as fans back then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you got next, man? What do you got? All right. So let's hit up, let's hit up some local H bound for the floor. Ooh, good song. Good song. So, you know, again, another one from the nineties, Y 100. Um, I couldn't, I like, I know local H is a good band. Uh, and I, I know I've heard the entire album, but I can't remember another song they did. Um, kind of like, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do another two for here. Weedis, teenage mm. dirtbag. Yeah, and I saw you add this note as we were doing it. It's like I forgot all about that song. Oh man, that's a that's a good one. But you know what? In the same air though, um, Fountains of Wayne. Oh, Stacy's mom. Yeah, she's got it going on. <laughs> she does she does indeed oh, i love that song i and i completely forgot about it and you know why it is it's because i have several several songs from fountains of wayne on my you know on my computer on my phone so to me i kind of forget sometimes that they yeah man that was a huge one hit wonder song yeah yeah and I, it's funny whenever you put weedus for whatever reason that clicked in my head um and i, I the, the I think that's a great thing about doing this because you know you kind of remember that because God, what we that teenage dirtbag was what what year was that? It was two thousand oh two. It was early two thousand. So like because it was in that movie with DJ Qualis. Um, oh yeah, the new the new guy or the new I think it was two, the new guy. Two thousand. That's when that came out. Was it? It was two thousand. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. So. My goodness. I remember the I remember the cover of the album because I because I wanted to buy it because I liked that song so much and I just never could pull the trigger because like literally never heard another song off it. I still to this day have not heard it even a snippet of a song off of that album besides that song. Um but it's funny because the album cover reminds me of, of one of the boards in um in micro machines for the NES <laughs> where you're, you're racing on the, on the breakfast table, because it's their The cover, if I remember correctly, it has like this teal and yellow, like check pattern on it. And then it's got the logo, but it's, it almost looks like French toast with syrup on it for some reason. And there's little syrup drops on the table that has that check pattern in micro machines. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, Weedus, teenage dirtbag, local age, bound for the floor. Um, you got another one here that hits the '90s, though. We, we got to hit it. LFO, <laughs> <laughs> summer girls, summertime girls are the kind I like. Stole your honey like I steal your bike. Yeah, it's uh, another funny that that that's a true one-hit wonder. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know anything else I did um at all do you no no i do i will admit i i did own this single though yeah but i it, had it on yeah i'm gonna say i had a single i don't think i had this there's no way i had cd no no like the whole album yeah no no we were that was still the time when we were we were too cool to to admit that we liked like some boy band songs yeah yeah but that was that was definitely that 90s definitely one hit one there yeah um a little past that, you have another one here that I uh, I, I, I forgot all about. Um, 
and then we'll we'll dive into our uh, we, we we you and I have a little bit of eighties on here. Um, Gnarls Barkley, yes, and I forgot all about this. So, Gnarls Barkley, obviously with crazy. Now, the deal is this, man. I've listened. This is another album that I've listened to the whole thing multiple times through. Absolutely love the album. Absolutely love it. And I know, um, I think on the West Coast, another song called Happy Faces got some play on the radio. But uh, but for us, I only remember hearing Crazy on the radio. Yeah. And now I can listen to this whole album straight through. No skips, no nothing. And I, the shame of it is, man, I wish CeeLo Green wasn't a scumbag because he was great at making music but he had to try and date rape people yeah yeah and that's and that's because that that was the one song i recall getting the most crazy uh, the most you know of any kind of radio play or you know popularity and uh yeah and i i'd honestly forgotten all about it until you uh threw that down here but yeah just you know like you said you know people make bad decisions that that certainly deep sex that one didn't it <laughs> well, dude see and there's another band and i didn't put them on here because i didn't i wasn't going to get into it because it was so what the guy did was so heinous but there was a song by a band called the lost prophets do you know do you remember that song uh vaguely it rings a bell and i absolutely loved it it was um I can't. It was Last Train Home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. So, you know why they don't make music anymore? This sounds so familiar, but I, I couldn't tell you. Like, I know it's like something really bad. The lead singer of the band was caught raping an infant. That's right. That's right. I forgot all about that. And, like, so Gnarls Barkley, just with CeeLo Green doing what he did. It ain't right, but I can still listen to that music because it's it's good music and he's a scumbag, but you know, I can kind of separate. I can I could not separate what that dude did from the music. And I actually I had the CD and I used to listen to it all the time. When that happened, I literally snapped the CD in half and threw it in the trash. Yeah, and that might be why I completely blocked that one out. I forgot all about that. Wow. I I I got rid of the CD. I deleted all the all the files off of my computer. Um, I just I, I couldn't couldn't bring myself to listen to him because you know, like we all know, the accusations against Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was was a fantastic artist, and I think that you know, even even though certain things were alleged with him, we can, as rational adults, still be like, well, you know what, he made really good music. And you, I mean, you look at early rock and roll was filled with with stuff like that like uh what's his name um jerry lee lewis marrying like a, his 13 year old cousin or something like that you know uh steven tyler moving 13 year olds across state lines and and they did some like a lot of famous rock and roll artists did a lot of scummy crap right but none of them yeah crossed into that, that yeah. territory and i just i can't you know i no. can't separate that from the music no and that that that's like i said that's very likely why i even completely forgot they existed you know yeah. i one of those th- times where it's like 
okay, you weren't really much to me then, and you certainly aren't anything to me now. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's, back, let's bring us back out of that realm. What, what do you got next, man? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to go a little, again, with more of a, a rarity type here. Uh, the band does, isn't around anymore, but they were from New Jersey, uh, the Wrens, and uh, particularly known for the song Surprise Honeycomb. They, um, such a great song, too. But they, uh, just a good indie rock band overall. Um, but they were one again. I, I want to say that the song got a little bit of radio play. Um, not much, but it was enough to have. I remember getting, I want to say it was an EP at Walmart up there. Really? Um, yeah. So it was enough to get there. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, you had a localish band. It was in the same state, you know, at, you know, that, and it was like more of an independent rock that somehow found its way to a Walmart in New Jersey at the time. I just thought that was really strange. Um, and it was cheap too. It was like three or four bucks. Um, and so of course, you know, I was trying to get my hands on anything I could and I grabbed that and it's like such a, such a good, good song. But I, I, again, I, I know a little bit of their other work, but the per anyone that is kind of into that second or third realm of alternative rock for the time, if they know that band, that's the only song they know, you know, unless you were like, you know, following them around. But um, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Are you familiar with that song at all? I, you know, I did listen to it right uh, before we started recording. Um, and I just I just went on YouTube to uh, or not YouTube on to uh, iTunes to look them up and see. And they've actually got quite a few albums by them on iTunes. Yeah, they've got a deep catalog. They, they stopped doing music eh, six or seven years ago. Um, they've got a, and they've, they were around since like the 80s. I mean, they've, they've got a deep catalog. But again, it was one of those like just not very well known. You know, they. It really flew under the radar. Um, never a big act. As far as I know, you know, I, I don't recall them ever doing anything major. But uh, that was it for me. I just love that song. And definitely to me, again, kind of like akin to One Cool Guys, that was a one-hit wonder for me that was just, you know, again, under the radar, a little bit deeper. Uh, but certainly something worth checking out. So if you've never heard that song, again, it's another one. Gosh, that's 25 years old now. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, we, I want to dive in a little bit here on the eighties though, cause you've got one, I've got one here. Um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll kind of cross with another one too. This, this kind of wraps it up nicely. Um, but you and I both know this really famous scene in family guy, uh, <laughs> yes. where, uh, Chris, uh, goes for the, uh, the, uh, the dairy, section in the grocery store and gets sucked into the thing and then all of a sudden what song comes on take on me oh so good and that was tell me that's terrible everyone now, just everyone just left no that was good everyone uh, stopped listening the um the one hit wonder that was the uh prototypical for the time that's definitely them i don't know do you know anything else by aha oh yeah dude um no yeah not at all. i don't think so uh, i couldn't remember no i know that i've heard other stuff by them i i could not tell you 
off the top of my head. Like I'd have to really, really rack my brains. Um, I will say that they did an awesome acoustic version that's on the Deadpool 2 soundtrack. Um, dude doesn't go nearly as high on it. He like kind of keeps it nice and subdued. It's so weird hearing it because it's not upbeat. It's not fast. But I will say that that is, that is one of the first music videos that I ever remember seeing. And I remember seeing it and being blown away by it with like the, cause it was this animation style, which in the, you know, for, for the family guy thing, they did, they replaced obviously the girl that he finds and brings into the, uh, into the comic book world. They, you know, they replaced him with Chris Griffin and it's great, but I, I seriously remember seeing that the actual video of it first and being like, wow, that's, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I couldn't tell you what else aha have done, but I know that they did a really good cover or not cover, but a really good version for the Deadpool two soundtrack. You have to check that out. Cause um, I, I've, uh, uh, I've listened to actually quite a bit of the, um, or almost all uh, and, and quite a few times too. the, the first Deadpool movie. And then they came out with like a, basically a more from album. I forgot what it was called, but there's like more music from oh. the first movie, but I've never, I think outside of like the, the X-Force Deadpool rap, I don't think I've ever heard <laughs> the soundtrack other than watching the movie for Deadpool too. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Do, I, I will fully admit that, um, you know, the other, the other big one hit wonder on the Deadpool two soundtrack is uh, I, I don't know if I'm even going to say her name right, because it's so she's such a, you know, an unknown that they just gave a shot to was um, I believe it's Celine, Celine D Dion. Celine. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was famous for something. Yeah. 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 But she, she does a really cool song on that. Um, no, not normal, not my normal style, but, but she was really good in that too. <laughs> uh, Somebody's really going to believe that we don't know who Celine Dion is. Celine Dion. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we just lost whoever was still listening. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hashtag Celine Dion. <laughs> it probably would have flown about 20 years ago. Not now. Yeah, right. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, you have another classic, uh, classic song on here, though, and uh, yeah, and your only comment here was enough said, and uh, I love it because, man, I am the tiger. Right. You can't, you can't have any one-hit wonder, you know, list without having Survivor's "Eye of the Tiger" on it because mm. it hits every category. It, I mean, I, I'm sure Survivor came out with other songs. Who cares about any of them? You know, there's, I, I think yeah. every song that they ever came out with that had any kind of like momentum behind it was in a Rocky movie. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the, the, and the funny thing with, uh, gosh, that band, I'm trying to think, they were, Oh, uh, I'm trying to think. What was that? Rocky three, Fry the Tiger. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to Google. Let me see. 
if I can tell you. And, and, I, and here's the only thing. I say this because, you know, obviously I, the Tiger, is so well known with Rocky, right? Yeah, it was Rocky Three. Okay, I, I thought so. Um, that in my mind, and this is going to sound really funny, but I think because of the timing of Rocky Three, because it was like early 80s, um, and, you know, watching like, you know, rerun VHS, whatever, that I, for years, associated Eye of the Tiger with the original Rocky, thinking that, well, Eye of the Tiger, Rocky Three, that's the first Rocky movie. Like, because that's this is how I associated it. Right. Like, because it was that synonymous with Rocky, I just thought, well, that's been in every Rocky movie. <laughs> you know, so, right. but that's just how, but again, I don't know the, anything else they did. I don't know, you know, I really don't. I, I don't, I don't have a clue. I don't know anything about the band. Um, you know, I know they're not existing anymore, <laughs> but um, at least I don't think they are. Are they? Maybe they are. I don't, um, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, Wikipedia says they're still active. Huh. Really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Wow. Telling me surprised. Now yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm sure they're not that active. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't imagine that they are. But, but uh, yeah, no, definitely a great one-hit wonder. Um, yeah, I'm glad you put that down there because that's you know definitely fits that mold. Um, the last one I had, and it, this really kind of is nice because it wraps up into some other uh, stuff that you had here, which is fantastic. But um, I had one that, again, this is a really deep cut, really strange that I even put this on here, but I got to really thinking about this the other night and just trying to go deep. And there's a band named China Drum. Uh, the only song that I have ever known them to do was Barrier. I'm sure they actually did other stuff. And I, uh, I, I was trying to find it to listen to. And I was, of course, I YouTubed it. And I start watching the video. I'm like, oh, my God, the lead singer looks like a broke Matt Damon from Eurotrip. <laughs> and uh, then you put this fantastic addition on here of a song. And uh, if this doesn't fit One Hit Wonder, I don't know what does. So what song yeah. is it? I feel like this is the best way to go out on this one. And, and it's going to be the band Lustra with the song Scotty Doesn't Know from Eurotrip. Yes, yes. And, and honestly, uh, I couldn't tell you if this song ever got radio play. I, I don't think it did. But holy crap, if there's ever been a better song from a movie, I mean, maybe, I I, I don't know. Like, and I, I mean, like an actual, actual song that was written. I'm assuming this was written just for the movie. Oh, um, yeah, had to be. Yeah, there's no way because it, it mentions two of the main characters by name. So I'm assuming it has been, but nothing that's tied so intricately to the movie where like, you know, you, I don't want to say you can't have one without the other, but one would be significantly less without it, you know, so funny. And it pops up in different times in the movie in different formats too, which I do have the techno version on my phone too, in addition nice. to the normal song. So nice. Like that's when they're in the club, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good, dude. That and the uh, the ringtone at some point. Yeah. In the movie. That's so good. <laughs> uh, that's so good. Um, yeah, I, I think that's such a great way to finish it out because if you're if you're really talking about what we just did for the last hour plus, um, you know, 
Lustra is a, is a, no one knows who the hell Lustra is. Right. But if you even remotely have existed in the last 25 years and were of age to watch uh, Eurotrip, you would know what Scotty doesn't know is. And uh, yeah, perfect. It really is. What a great way to shut it down, man. I love it. And you know what's funny? Again, according to Wikipedia, they're still an active band. <laughs> uh, I refuse to believe that. I'm going to choose to believe that the one and only song they ever did was Scotty Doesn't Know. And uh, and that's the reality I choose to live in. I think that's a great way to finish it off. And uh, <laughs> because if I believe that they are still a band, I might have another earthquake here. That's true. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's keep the hell portal from opening and let's uh, let's end this one on a good note. And until uh, next time, we have been the Noise Brigade. Thanks for listening. And uh, check us out on DoubleWideCoffin.com and on Twitter and on Facebook.